Profiles in Teaching with Technology is a podcast series created by Music First, a company dedicated to providing world-class cloud-based tools, content, and classroom management platforms to music teachers around the world. Each episode features a K-12 music educator who uses technology to enhance their teaching in innovative ways. We'll discuss the what, why, and how of their technology integration and hopefully share some teaching strategies that you can use in your own classroom. For more information about Music First, please visit www.musicfirst.com. There you'll be able to find out about all of our platforms, as well as sign up for a free 30-day trial. Darcy Pickering has been teaching in the Pearl River Public Schools since 2006. She has taught strings to students as young as third grade, but has felt most at home as the high school orchestra director, a position she has held for the past eight years. Darcy graduated with her bachelor's degree from the University of Massachusetts Lowell in 2004. During her time there, Darcy gained valuable experience as a teacher in the UMass Lowell String Project and as a camp counselor at the Mary Jo Leahy UMass Lowell Summer Band Camp. A double bassist, Darcy performed in the orchestra and wind ensemble, but her performance interest did not stop there. Darcy also played electric bass in the jazz rock big band and the mellophone in the marching band. Darcy also performed with the New England Philharmonic and the Metropolitan Wind Ensemble. Darcy's coursework at UML developed her interest in technology and creativity in the music classroom. This interest led her to Teachers College, Columbia University, where she earned a Master of Arts in Music Education in 2006. I am thrilled to welcome Darcy to our podcast this week. So it is my great pleasure to welcome an old friend, uh, Darcy Pickering, who Darcy, I was thinking about it today when the when the when I first met you, and I'm almost positive it's like 15 years ago when you were a student at uh, Teachers College. Is that right? Yeah, I think that is right. Yeah, I remember you walking in. You had like you were the coolest looking uh, <laughs> coolest looking student. You had all these dark shades, and you walked in like I'm. You know, I'm I'm here to uh, to take over the world. I've been always really impressed with you, and and you're a fabulous music educator. Uh, and I and I'm absolutely thrilled that you're here. for for the For the listeners, I just wanted to give a, a little bit of background. Um, so I was so impressed with you as, as a student at Teachers College. Uh, you ended up student teaching with me in mm-hmm. Franklin Lakes. Yep. And so, what's your main instrument? What you know? What is your kind of thrust that you were? You know, I I know, but tell the listeners. Right. Um, so. Uh, my major instrument is the double bass. I majored in that and music education in college. Um, and then and you, I actually, where, where, and you went to UMass Lowell. U, UMass Lowell, right. right. And we had a mutual friend in that my uh, classmate, Gina Greer, Dr. Greer, was your professor. Right. As, as well as, did you have Alex Ruthman? No, he came no, after right. I left. Uh, okay, all right. Um, but yeah, but Gina was how I found out about Teachers College and basically how I ended up there. Um, so yeah, it's it's a pretty cool path that I took. Yeah, so you were a string player. And I, at the time that I was teaching at Teachers College, I was teaching in Franklin Lakes. I was doing band and orchestra. Right. And you came and student taught with me and I, I'll never forget it. You know, it's <laughs> total craziness, but it was awesome having you. It was uh, so much fun. And then you basically got a job right in my district right after that. Wasn't it, didn't I try, I, I, for, I'm, this is ridiculous, Darcy, but I'm pretty sure <laughs> I wanted to stop teaching strings and I got, were, were you part-time or full-time? I forgot. 
Yeah. So I, when I student taught with you, basically I just taught the orchestra and um, then I stayed on, they hired me for the second half of that school year. Oh, that's um, so right. Then I was the string teacher in Franklin Lakes for the second half of that year. And then um, they did offer me the part-time job the following year, but um, I found the full-time job in Pearl River, which turned out to be where you live. Um, yeah, I so will never, I'm, so for our listeners, I live in Pearl <laughs> River, New York, which is in suburban New York City. And I'll never forget the principal of the middle school that my daughter was attending called up and said, we, you know, we've, and, and I actually didn't know that you were applying for it. I, I, I don't remember if I did, but she called up and said, do you know Darcy Pickering? She's, uh, she's applying for the middle school strings position here. And I was, I just started laughing. I said, she's <laughs> absolutely amazing. I couldn't recommend her highly enough. And so you've been in Pearl River for 14 years now? Yeah, this is my 14th year there. Wow. And so why don't you go over what your teaching position is in, in Pearl River? Um, I have, well, I have taught in every single school in Pearl River. I started out teaching um, strings in grades three to five. And um, then I was on maternity leave for a little while. And when I came back, I was in the middle school and the high school traveling between the two. And then for the past, I guess, maybe seven years now, I have been exclusively at the high school teaching um, cool. orchestra grades eight through 12. And then I also teach a, um, a section of general music to eighth grade. Um, and that's for, they take that class for a quarter of the year. So I see four different classes throughout the year. Right. And so for everyone listening, Pearl River is a small district, uh, mm -hmm. suburban New York City, kind of blue collar, middle class type town. It's not super affluent and it's certainly not uh, a poor town, but it, it's a really great mix of uh, folks. And you've, I mean, is it fair to say that you've expanded the string program in your time there? Because, you know, I, now there's a full-time strings at the high school, full-time strings at the middle school. Is that right? Or does she also teach in the elementaries? Um, no, we do. Have, we have two full-time string teachers now. Um, one in the middle school, uh, she teaches five grades five to seven, That's and right, then right. I'm at the high school full time. And the string program has, I don't know, grown by leaps and bounds. When I started, there were years in the middle school and even in the high school where I had numbers in the single digits, and then you know maybe twenty kids. Um, and just today, I had my dress rehearsal for my concert, and I was trying to cram sixty-eight kids onto the stage. Oh my god. So, yeah, it's really grown a lot. That's fantastic. And and yeah. I, I have the benefit of, I've sat in the audience at countless concerts that mm -hmm. you've conducted. And I, I'm a huge fan of yours. You know that. I absolutely you. adore you. And I think you do a fantastic job. All the teachers there, Shireen and Brian, you and everybody in the middle school and elementary, I've just always been really thrilled with what you guys do. But the string program to me is just exceptional. And I know that's through your uh, tireless hard work. And uh, I, I really am I'm thrilled to have you on, on our little podcast here because I really am a huge fan of yours, Darcy. And oh, well, thank you so much. Thank you're you. very welcome, my dear. And one of the things, uh, the, the other cool little bits of history that we have is that when I started Music First, um, I brought you in as one of our original advisory panel uh, the educational advisory panel to help right. steer the, the 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 product itself. And you remember mm -hmm. those uh, days sitting around the conference table? Absolutely. I remember that with Barb and uh, Joe and everybody. That was a lot. Of, it was a lot of fun. It was very interesting. 
Yeah, because what, what we did is I think there were a total of eight educators and I tried to get elementary, middle school, high school, all the different disciplines, general music, strings, chorus and, and band and music tech. And, um, you know, it was uh, what I did was listen a lot to what you guys and you guys were brutal with your feedback. <laughs> it was, uh, but I really think that the, the eight of you um, are, are really a huge part of the success of the company because it was, it was great to hear directly from educators who I admired. You know, I'd say, what do you think of this idea? And, and eight out of eight would say, that's terrible, Jim. Uh, <laughs> or, you know, six out of eight would say, no, that's pretty, go- pretty cool, but have you thought about this? So again, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's all full circle now. And, and the coolest thing, Darcy, is that this whole time, so Music First has been around for eight years, you right. could never get uh, music first funded in Pearl River. And I was right. like, it's my home district. You were on the advisory panel. What the heck? So why don't you talk about how we finally got music first? And I'm pretty sure it's in all of the music teachers in the district have it now. How did that come to fruition? You know, what was the uh, kind of, uh, what, what was the final straw that broke the camel's back? Um, I, I think it really just came down to a matter of having the right administration, the right people um, listening to us and saying, yeah, this actually sounds like a really cool idea and we want to do this. Um, so and there, our new curriculum, we have a new director of curriculum um, uh. started, I guess, last year. And uh, the first day that he was, you know, at school on the job, he had a meeting with each of the departments. And um, so when it was our turn to go in there, the first thing out of me and Brian's mouth was like, we need music first. And he was like, okay, what is that? Oh, and, right. uh, so then we went into it and he said, yeah, that sounds great. Let's do it. Um, yeah. It's, yeah. I, I mean, I, I can't even tell you how happy I am that the town I live in has, <laughs> you know, has the software. It's, it's, it's really a thrill for me. And interestingly here in New York state and a lot of listeners who are not in New York state will have no idea what the heck I, I'm about to say, which is <laughs> uh, there's a, a really interesting organization in the state of New York called BOCES, which is the board of cooperative extension services. And they're kind of like a, an organization that provides services to smaller districts or to districts that may not have in-house services for their students. For example, uh, busing. They do, you know, a school district can hire BOCES to do their busing. School districts can hire BOCES to run their special ed programs uh, and, and all types of services, IT services, everything under the sun that a, a, a smaller district may not have the infrastructure. They kind of sign a contract with BOCES. And you're one of the first districts, I, we have a bunch in New York State that have done it, that, that BOCES actually fun, helps fund Music First for Pearl River, isn't that right? That's right. Um, I'm, not, I'm not sure exactly like what the, what the discount is, but we, they pay a significant portion of the um, subscription. Yeah, I know that I know that most school districts have contracts with BOCES and then they're trying to look for the return on that investment with BOCES. Mm-hmm. And so Music First, I know that for the statewide in the state of New York is a service that music departments can buy uh, through BOCES rather than straight from us. Yeah. You actually bought Music First from the, the local BOCES and then BOCES buys it from us and you get a tremendous discount. So Anyone in New York listening, if you have a uh, have a, a relationship with your BOCES, definitely start checking that out because I know I, I think it's something like eighty percent of the cost was, was oh, yeah. by BOCES, which is mm-hmm. just fabulous. 
anyway, I'm, I'm, I'll come to the questions finally, Darcy. It's, okay. <laughs> it's, always, it's always fabulous uh, to catch up with you. So why don't you tell us what you're doing? So you have, you've had um, Music First now. You, I think you, you got your hands on it in the late spring, maybe. But now this fall is when you've actually started using it with students. Is that correct? That's right, yeah. Um, I'd say we've been using it probably um, for about two months now. Um, we kind of got started late in September with getting the kids logged on and everything. But um, a good solid two months now we've been using it. And uh, we have it only for our performance ensembles right now. So um, I, I was listening to a lot of the other podcasts and I hear a lot of teachers that are using it in their general music classrooms. And um, there's a lot of really cool stuff you can do. Um, but for our school, um, the agreement was that we would use it with our performance ensembles kind of as a test run and then see, like, see how that goes. And then possibly in the future, we'll um, be able to purchase more subscriptions for our general music kids. Um, but so far I've been using um, Practice First a lot and um, I'm just starting to get into Sight Reading Factory with the Very kids. Cool. Now, now, this is a really cool true story, and if, if Shireen Way listens to the podcast, which I hope <laughs> she does, I'm about to give her all the credit, because Sight Reading Factory is a direct result of Shireen uh, with my daughter, Abby, telling her when, she, when my daughter was getting ready for NISMA uh, mm -hmm. auditions, Shireen assigned Abby something in Sight Reading Factory, and I, I tell this story all the time. I heard, I heard Abby up in her bedroom singing one night. And as tears started rolling down my face, because I was like, oh my God, my daughter's singing in her room. I, I ran up and I said, what the heck are you doing? And she said, oh, I'm, I'm Sway, as they call Mrs. Miss Way. Uh, you know, the kids lovingly call her Sway. She said, oh yeah, Sway said I have to use this thing called Surf. Uh, and I looked at it, it was SRF, and I went, Surf, what is this? And I, and I started playing around with it. So it is Shireen. Uh, who introduced me to Sight Reading Factory. And I think it was a week or two later that we had an agreement with them. I was just so oh, wow. blown away by it. But so before we go in any further into what mm -hmm. you're doing with music first, I wanted to just paint a portrait of what the music program in Pearl River looks like. Like what, what, you know, what is it from, you know, K to 12? What, what kind of music program is there? Okay. So um, in kindergarten through fourth grade, that's our elementary school. They, all the kids have general music uh, as well as chorus. Um, there's no instrumental program in the elementary schools though. Um, our elementary, I mean, our instrumental program starts in fifth grade for band and uh, orchestra. And so in the middle school, the fifth, that's fifth, sixth and seventh grade, mm -hmm. they can choose between um, either band, orchestra, chorus, or if they don't want to do one of those three, then they're put into general music. Um, so not everyone is getting general music in the middle school, they're just, but they are getting some type of music. Um, and then once they're in the high school, again, our high school starts in eighth grade, um, they have uh, the choice of doing band, chorus, or orchestra, uh, and then they have to do a fine arts elective. Um, so we offer one non-performance elective called History of Music in America. Um, and that's taught by Brian Evans, the, the, who's the band teacher. Right. Um, and then all the eighth graders have to take one quarter of general music, which Sway and I teach. Cool. It's a very interesting district for the listeners in that it is K to four. 
and there are three elementary schools, K to four. And then the middle school is five through seven mm -hmm. and the high school is eight to 12. And I remember my daughters going into eighth grade and being in high school going, oh my God. But um, on top of those uh, band chorus orchestra, you have tons of other ensembles that these kids can be in. Like you, don't you have like, you have multiple winter concerts, don't I mean, I remember yeah. going to like, what concert are we going to? I know. So we, in addition to the major ensembles, we also have, um, I teach a class called Contemporary Strings, um, which is just a, a small string ensemble. Um, it's like audition and, uh, or like teacher selects the kids type thing. And my kind of like my vision for it is that we play music um, by composers who are still alive. Um, and so I just like to bring in a little bit more of like the modern string music for the kids to experience. Um, I, will tell, I will tell you, by the way, that that was by far <laughs> the audience's favorite part of the concert and mine. Oh, thanks. Um, you know, and, and you had like an electric violin. You're like the coolest string teacher on the planet. And you were up there <laughs> with an electric violin and the kids were playing Coldplay. You know, these kind of like they're playing modern music. And I was just like, this is so cool. Because I think that a lot of people would agree that when you think about a string orchestra at a high school, you know, you're playing, you know, some of the academic music that some amazing, uh, you know, kind of composers that are that are of that genre, you know, high school string ensemble music. And then you're playing the music of dead white guys. Um, so yeah. to, to hear you up there playing rock and like in jazz and kind of can really pop. Uh, like I'm sure you've done some Beyonce or stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Um, so my, I, did you do Halo or so? I remember some, I remember some kind of song, a Beyonce tune. I was like, holy mackerel, what is going on? Here? I think Sway um, sang, her chorus sang That's Halo right. once, That's but we've definitely done um, a lot of like Panic at the Disco and um, Maroon 5. Um, I tried, like I said, I tried to do, the kids really just want to be able to play that popular music on their instrument. Um, and that's not to say that the dead white guys aren't awesome because I get just as excited about Beethoven. Right. Um, but sometimes the kids don't. So you kind of have to do a little of both. Um, so then we also have jazz band, um, which is, you know, kind of like your what you would think of as like a traditional jazz band in a high school and a vocal jazz choir. And then um, there's a bunch of like after school um, choirs that, meet that um brian and shireen just kind of like do on their on their own time we have an yep. acapella choir a men's choir women's choir um so there's there's a bunch of stuff for the kids to choose from it's like dozens of ensembles i i, yeah. I, I i'm always so impressed when i go to the concerts i was like how many groups do each of these teachers teach anyway so uh hats off to all of you and, and if there are any other pearl river music teachers listening to this podcast you guys are all awesome uh, but but Darcy just happens to be my fave. Um, so, uh, sorry, sorry, I shouldn't say that out loud. Um, so there, so why don't you talk about your uh, not music first, but like how does technology, how on earth uh, did you bridge? Because you you're really good at this stuff. Um, how did you you know what was your thought process in bringing technology into a string ensemble? And you could talk about the electronic instruments, but also like what kind of things are the kids doing uh, with with music tech? Um, so, I mean, as far as like my electric violins, um, goes, I had a, like a really cool experience where I got to go to a camp, um, where, um, that was put on by Mark Wood, who oh, I'm yeah, yeah. Like, familiar with him, but he's, um, a pretty, 
prominent electric violinist. And uh, I was just like, thought this was the coolest thing ever. Um, I right away went and bought a uh, seven string Flying V um, electric violin and just like tried to figure out how I could play all of the, you know, stuff on the radio, um, anything pop. I wanted to just know how to do it and bring it into my classroom. Um, and then as far as like the technology goes, like with music first, um, I really just was feeling like I was spending so much time on my grade book, so much time listening to the playing tests the kids recorded and not as much, like not enough time actually teaching. Um, and so I just wanted to figure out as many ways possible to make it like more, make that stuff more efficient. So I just didn't have to spend all this time um, grading, really. Um, and so that's why I like pra practice first um, has been great with um, just like do it, giving them assignments and then it grades it and puts it in my grade book. And I can go in and listen and see what I think, but at least it's like, it's there, it's done. Um, and it also, it, it makes the kids practice. Um, it gets them used to the idea that they have to go home and touch their instrument every single day and play it for just a little, even if it's just for like 10 minutes, um, it's better than, you know, waiting till the last minute and then spending three hours trying to do this one practice first example. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I when I, when I create, I, so I got to name the product. So when and I came up with the name practice first, mm -hmm. it was because, uh, you know, came back to the advisory panel when I said, like, what can we help you with? The number one thing that that, that advisory panel is, whatever it is, please don't make this more time. We don't, we want to spend less time with technology and more time teaching. Um, that was number one. And the other thing was, you know, what is the point of, uh, technology assessment software in, with a performance ensemble. And what you just said is what we heard from every teacher. I just want the kids to practice. Yeah. I, I, you know, I don't want them to, when I, when, you know, think back to when you were a student teaching with me, if I ever in my career heard a kid practice, I'd start crying because yeah. I, couldn't, I couldn't believe they a took their instrument home and B actually tried to play it uh, at home. I mean, in the, in, the, in the district that we taught in together, they did not practice full stop. Um, and the reality of it is with all the things that the distractions that these kids have the second they come home, they're going to dance class, they're going to fencing, you know, they're doing Gaelic football, whatever the heck they're doing in Pearl River right. or in any town, they're, they're, they, they don't have a lot of time um, to practice. So it gives them a little bit more accountability, if you will. I was just looking for something where you could track that they actually practiced and that the practice was purposeful or meaningful. It wasn't just, hey, just fill out a practice sheet and say you practice 20 minutes and have your parents right. sign it. But it was, you know, please kids, just play. So the whole design of it. Now, to get into practice first with strings, I, I, you probably will agree with me that there's not a lot of string music in there. So when you open up practice first and you go, well, where's all the string stuff? So what types, you know, what are you having your, are you creating your own music or how are you, how are you, how are you using practice first with your strings? So I am, luckily I am really good with note flight. I've been using note flight for a very long time. Um, so I can pretty much just type and not even look at the screen. Great, so great. I've been making a lot of my own um, exercises or even taking excerpts from our concert music and um, 
putting them into note flight so that they can become a practice first example. Um, and you know, it's a little work um, on the back end, but it's, it's worth it because it gets them to take their instrument home. It gets them to play their instruments at home, um, which is the goal. And I even just, you know, in the like month or two, we have our concert coming up this week and I really see a difference in uh, their playing. And it's, you know, because I know that they've been practicing. Oh, that's, that's very cool. What, what night is it? I'll, I'll see if I can swing. I don't have a, unfortunately, extraordinarily sadly, my younger daughter is not involved in the music program at the high school. Uh, when, when is the concert? It's on Thursday. It's All right. Let's see. I, I'm going to have to stop by. That's very right. cool. Um, so back to these questions, because I, I just yeah. I'm on a wacky tangent and I apologize. <laughs> um, so uh, what are you doing with sight? Are, have you just started using Sight Reading Factory with them? Um, yeah, I did actually use it a little bit last year because I had my own personal um, like subscription to it. Right, right. Um, so they're kind of familiar with that. But um, just today, actually, I, I started showing it to them um, on the projector in the classroom. And uh, so I'll just like throw an example up there. And we talk about, you know, everything. How, what, what's the key signature? What's the time signature? Tapping out the rhythm. And then, um, you know, choosing small groups of kids to then play the sight reading example. Oh, very cool. I like that. Class to kind of prepare them for um, next week when they start getting um, assignments actually in Music First that they're going to have to do and turn in uh, for the grade book. Oh, very so, cool. See how it goes. So uh, for, those who, for those that don't know Sight Reading Factory that well, you can create ensemble sight reading examples uh so you mm -hmm. can so what is your string orchestra is it is it violin viola cello bass or yep okay so it's the full string orchestra mm -hmm. and so did you try the ensemble for for that instrumentation no i haven't figured that out yet i've just been doing them one instrument at a time All right. but uh that's that's next on the things to discover yeah there is a tile when you when you open sight reading factory for ensembles Okay. So, so for everybody's benefit, you can uh, generate unlimited one-time only sight reading examples for, you know, violin, you can do violin, viola, cello, bass, put it up, throw it up on the screen. And at the very beginning, after you've done your warm-ups and scales, just do a really quick sight reading and then you move on and you go in. I mean, because the bottom line is you're trying to get your concert up and running. Absolutely. And so, you know, this may not be the number one thing that you're thinking about, but if you get it built into your daily routine, it's a heck of a lot easier than pulling out a Deborah Baker Monday arrangement and, and oh, having yeah. to sight read it and then hand it all back in and put it in your, in your closet. Totally. Your closet. And, you know, you mentioned NISMA earlier. And, uh, I mean, that NISMA isn't until May, but now is the time I start thinking about it. And uh, in our district, and I'm sure this is the same for a lot of other places, most of my kids do not take private lessons. And uh, so that means that I'm teaching 30 plus kids uh, oh. NISMA solos <laughs> and all different instruments, all different levels. Um, and so, you know, by the time I teach them the solos, it's just like getting to the scales and the sight reading is always like, oh no, we forgot to do that. So. I'm hope with this, like I, what I love about practice, I mean, um, sight reading factory is that you can customize the exercises according to the NISMA manual yep. um, and the NISMA levels. 
So that's just can awesome. you can you can you just for a second because there yeah. are people that listen to this podcast around the world. So right. NISMA is the New York State School Music Association. Can you describe what this organization like? What is the NISMA thing? So if right. you describe it from a teacher's perspective, that'd be great. Okay, so it is a ratings festival where the student prepares a, a solo um, as well as scales. And um, so then they play sort of like a jury that you would do in college. You play for an adjudicator and um, then you have to play some scales and then a sight reading piece that they select. And then that score, you can use that, um, that score, you know, for your own just personal enjoyment or um that is also how you can qualify to be in um all county or in area all state and the all state festival yeah so uh, unlike i think the only state that comes close is texas um uh, in in the way they do it but what i love about the new york system and i taught we, i taught in new jersey my whole career and i didn't there was nothing like this <laughs> you know all county audition was like Bergen County, you all showed up on a, on a, on a Thursday after school and you spent the entire evening auditioning. Right. Um, and then that one time snapshot, uh, that Thursday night determined who was in the junior high school or the middle school, all County band. And in New York, they go to regional centers. So, and, and sometimes these kids are traveling pretty far and they go into a room and single one by one, they just get a score. And then those scores are used later to determine Mm -hmm. um, and so I think it's a much fairer, uh, a much better, I mean, I don't know how any other state would implement this. I don't know when NISMA started, but it, I would, I think you'd agree. What an amazing kind of organization system. It's, it's a behemoth if you, oh, yeah. <laughs> but I don't know how any other state would say, Hey, why don't we do that? A ratings festival, because you know, everybody's kind of fallen into a rhythm, but for those of you that haven't checked it out, you, you really should. I think a lot of states could stand a benefit, but I'll move on because that has nothing to do with technology, but it's really <laughs> cool. Um, so um, what are the other teachers? I mean, do, do you know what Brian and, and Sway and some of the, like the middle school teachers, are they doing similar things that, that, that you're doing? I think, yeah, they are. They're doing um, definitely the same type of things, um, sight reading and practice first. Right. Um, and you are using the audio recorder at all? Um, I have not used that yet. I used it on the first day just to like have them um, see that it worked and like kind of like know how to use the system. Um, I have not used that yet though. I'm thinking though when I get to um, where they need to be playing their whole Nisma solo, um, I might be using that for them to Very turn cool. in, you know, playing examples. All right. So then I got a couple more questions for you. And, and mm -hmm. uh, I appreciate you taking the time out of your evening to speak with me. So uh, what advice would you give to other music teachers who are thinking of incorporating music technology into their string program or into their music program full stop? Um, I would say, first, think about the things that you want to make easier in your life, you know, like, how can you um, make more time? For yourself to be in front of the class and teaching and then think about how you know technology could help you do that and then just find a kid in your class because that can help you because there's it was i mean it was definitely a rocky start from you know everything from like what was the url again to i forgot my password and all that kind of stuff 
Um, so kind of like expect that to be a little bumpy road in the beginning, but then there's always a kid in your class who knows the program inside and out, you know, one day after using it. Yep. Um, and so find that guy or that girl and um, have them help you. Um, and I was just talking to Juliana the other day and I told her, I have a kid that you guys need to hire. Um, awesome. <laughs> he, he already knows so much about it. And I'm like, wow, thanks. <laughs> Very cool. I'll have to yeah. meet him. Uh, yeah, definitely. I, 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 maybe I can give him a summer job. <laughs> um, you, you, what you said is really, really important. And, and I think that a lot of teachers don't think of that as an option, but kids yeah. will always know more about this stuff. Always. Than they do. Mm -hmm. uh, and you just got to let it go. Uh, not, not to quote Frozen, but it, it is the minute you are able to go, you know what? Yes, the kids do know more about the actual technology. And for whatever reason, a 13-year-old can look at a piece of software and figure it out in five minutes. And if you've got a couple of decades under your belt, <laughs> yep. it's harder. It's just harder. It's, it, you know, we didn't, we weren't raised with this stuff. Um, I mean, you know, my first computer, I was 10 years old. So that may, you know, that's 1980. Mm -hmm. um, but, but I certainly, uh, uh, I think my own two daughters know way more about apps and technology than I do. But I, and I'm sure I've said this before on other podcasts, but you, Darcy, you know, mm -hmm. every music teacher, we're the expert in our subject area. And right. if you, by, by the way, the other, I don't know if that kid that you, that you want me to hire is a, is a great kid or if he's a pain in the butt. Uh, but I always <laughs> found that the kids who were the best at technology also happened to be the pain in the butt. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and I found recruiting them to be on my side as a helper was a great way uh, to, to, to eliminate that discipline problem. Yeah. No, Edward is definitely not a pain in the butt. Okay. But, um, but what you said is absolutely true. Um, and it, it does help to get them on your side for sure. <laughs> Very cool. Um, so my last question for you, Darcy, is uh, the magic wand question. I ask it now. You've you've only been using it for two months with kids, but you've had a little bit more time with some of the software. But what kinds of things would you like to be able to do that you can't do now? Hmm. Um, I think I definitely would love to see more string content. Um, and what kind of string content would you like to see? Um. So um, more etudes. Uh, I like there's Etude, the Wolfhart book is up there for violin yep. and the Samandel book for double bass, but there's nothing for viola and cello. So okay. something like that would be great. Um, and also, well, you, I, I know this is ridiculous and I'm yeah. putting you on the spot, but do you know of, of books that are out there for viola and cello that you'd recommend or should I just go and do my homework? Um, well, the, the Wolfhart book does exist for viola as okay, well. Okay. Um, I don't really know about cello, um, but but yeah, I do know that the Wolfheart is out there for viola. Great. Well, send me some suggestions. Yeah, and, we'll and, do and other, I'd love other ideas because we did put scales up. I don't know if you use any of those. Oh, I do. I um I just posted a bunch of those today. Okay. Um, for the kids to look at. So yeah. I hear you loud and clear. I mean, I even said it earlier. If there's one weakness of practice first, it's that. Well, we, we've said this from the beginning, there's just not that much content. So 80% of the examples being assessed on a daily basis are teacher created. Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of that has to do with publishers not really wanting to give us yeah. uh, content, which is, you know, frustrating, but, but the teachers that are, are creating it themselves are, they find it pretty easy to get started. And then, you know, yes, it's a little bit of work, um, but you can use it over and over. So it's a little right. sweat equity up front. Mm -hmm. Other things that you might think. 
Um, I would love um, a way to upload videos. Um, I know that I just read on the, the Facebook page today that there's the, a way to do it using Flipgrid and I'm going to look into that. Um, but just to have like the video um, of the kids playing would be great. I actually suspect that I have one kid who may have had somebody else do their playing test for them. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so, uh, it would be good to see them. Um, All right, so one cool thing that you may or may not know of, and I may not have go gone over it in the training, is the students can upload video. Okay. There's a task type called submit video. All right. Um, the one little problem with it is that on an iPhone, um, because Apple is Apple, they put right. the video format in such a, a format that can't play uh, easily on anything other than an iPhone uh, uh -huh. because of the, the file format. But um, you can absolutely upload video. Um, and these Flipgrid is an, an, an amazing free tool um, mm -hmm. that you can embed directly into a task. Um, I can show it to you the next time I see you, or you can ask Juliana. Flipgrid's totally free. You can embed the Flipgrid, the Flipgrid itself, you can embed into the task window, and the kids will see a giant green button, and it works on any device. They click the green button, they record the video, and you get all the videos in that task window. In fact, the next time you have a free day, I'll, I'll stop by the school and show you how to do it. It's extraordinarily cool. Flipgrid is totally f free. And the kids are using Flipgrid in a lot of other classes. Oh, okay. That sounds good. So there's always a workaround, but I hear right. you with the, with the, with the video. Any, anything else? Or, or, uh, um, no, those are the two that I kind of was thinking about. I hear you. And, uh, I'm, you know, as I explore more, maybe I'll, I'll think of things, but, you know. Very cool. Well, Darcy, is, it, it was a real pleasure uh, to speak with you. And I, you're only the second string teacher that I've talked to. So it's great to hear, um, you know, a, a string teacher having success with our platform. And for me, it's just an absolute thrill to A, talk to you, but B, that it's in my hometown where my kids <laughs> go to school. And it, it's really wonderful. Oh, thank you so much. It is always a pleasure to talk to you. All right, um, so uh, the best of luck on your concerts. I'll do my best. Thank to you. See. I'm doing Nutcracker at the moment. I'm dancing oh, yeah. Nutcracker, so I don't know if it if it conflicts with your concert. But uh, really, best of luck to you uh, for your concerts. Uh, please send my uh, regards to Brian and Shireen and all the other music teachers, Darcy. Will do. Thank you. All right, take care. All right, take care. Thank you for listening to Profiles in Teaching with Technology from Music First. For more information about Music First, please visit www.musicfirst.com. If you would like to stay up to date with other music teachers doing innovative things in their classrooms with technology, please subscribe to our podcast through whatever outlet you listen to podcasts on. Thanks for listening.